0: Hello, everybody. And welcome to the next episode of Allison Liss Meditation. Thank you for being here and being interested in meditation. I thank you and the rest of the world thanks you. Today we're going to talk about myths. Things that I think are kind of out there in the general public as maybe general knowledge. Uh, that um, are just uh, not true. And so we're going to just review a few of the things that uh, I think people do think about meditation but is not the case. So the first thing we're going to talk about is that you have to be a very disciplined person to be a meditator. I'm going to say that it does take some discipline. It's true. However, I think I'm actually a perfect example of somebody that is generally not what I would call disciplined. Like I do get things done. That is true. Um, however, I wouldn't, yeah, like I'm very unorthodox, I guess, in, in my approach in general. So I wouldn't exactly call myself disciplined. I'm not a routine person. I, uh, I'm not good at routines or routine isn't like a natural thing for me to follow. Uh, I'm kind of a moment-to-moment person. So I would never describe myself as as disciplined. In fact, um, I would say that when I first became a meditator, that was my struggle is I kept thinking just based on my initial training into meditation, which was uh, Vipassana 10-day silent retreat. Um, so that's where I originally learned meditation, but so it could be possibly be partly because of that, but, um, where they do encourage you to meditate for an hour in the morning and an hour at night and do that, uh, consistently. And so in the beginning, that was really tricky for me. Um, for a few reasons, like I, my life wasn't really in a routine of sorts. So every day was different and, you know, um, so trying to figure out how you're going to fit all that in. And, and then mostly because I was always, um, telling myself that I was busy (laughs) and didn't have time for something like this. So there was a little bit of that at play. So originally the disciplined part was something, but, um, all i can tell you is as undisciplined as i have approached meditation uh the benefits uh have uh have definitely come into my life in um a massive way and so i definitely spend lots of time meditating there is no doubt about that but i would say it's not in what i in in a disciplined approach it kind of comes up and i enjoy it it's not something where i think oh god now you have to go and meditate it's it's not like that um, for me it's actually quite random at times um and I actually bring the practice more into when I'm functioning, you know, outside of an actual practice sit. So you do not have to be a very disciplined person. You just have to be the person who you are. I do think you have to have a um, sincere... um, Uh, investigation of the truth. But, um, and, and I think that's a bigger part of receiving the benefits, shall we say, uh, than it would be how disciplined you are or how often you are meditating. When I went to see Muji, he actually really influenced me a lot there. He, um, he, he's, he has a, a completely different approach to meditation than Vipassana does. Uh, the meditation that's in my course is a combination of, of both of them, a few things, but both of those influences are there. And um, yeah, and the results uh, from him were very similar um, to that of Vipassana, very profound, tangible. Another one of the myths is that if you're a meditator, you will be a calm person and um, peaceful at all times. That your suffering will end. And this, of course, is another myth. Although I would say when you meditate for... A certain period of time you will notice a difference you'll notice it's not really necessarily a calming. It depends on your initial personality because what meditation really does is it kind of just allows your authentic your your authentic personality let's say um to kind of take over. So, you know, instead of, like, how you think you should be or what you think people expect you to say and things along that nature, like, that part kind of goes away. So in that way, you feel like a centeredness, maybe I could say, or maybe even a grounding or confidence. I don't know if you want to call it that. But you are not necessarily at peace all the time. Um, As a matter of fact, and I, I could almost... Sometimes I almost wonder, do I put a disclaimer or a warning on meditation in a way? Because um, what happens is that there is a part of yourself, they call it the ego self, the ego side of yourself, that cannot survive uh, very well, let's say, um, um, within somebody who is meditating a lot. The ego has a difficult time. It's not gone, but it struggles <laughs> to survive. And this ego part is the part that you have always identified with. It's the part of yourself that you th- think you are. And when you're meditating, that, par- that gets very weak, and it begins to kind of fall away and weaken and when that is happening the process actually feels really difficult it actually feels like a loss it feels like we call it the dark night of the soul (laughs) when a piece of that little ego is crumbling away or evaporating um Because the part that you have always seen yourself as, or the part that you have always identified as, is kind of dying. And so it feels like you, like you are uh, dying in a way. And it brings about very difficult emotion to navigate. It can bring about depression, as a matter of fact. It can bring about... Um, a loss of confidence, perhaps, initially. It's just basically like a sense of loss. Um, and unless you know at the time what's happening, you don't even really know that that's what's going on. You just might just feel this kind of sense of dread or, you know, you're just not feeling yourself, shall we say. So I have to say that Becoming a meditator is not for the faint of a heart. It does not necessarily make your lo- life calm initially, because you are losing a part of yourself that is not real, but that you have more than thought was real. You've not only thought it was real; you've bought into it, hook line and sink, hook line and sinker, and you've probably invested in it (laughs) and done all kinds of things to keep this thing going and then to discover that it's all just not real Uh, and you may have this first thing like you are not real and so the initial loss is when these false ideas that you held of yourself just kind of begin to evaporate and so that is not exactly the easiest uh, thing. However, I will say this, without doubt, it's easier than living without it. If you, if I can say it like that, no matter what difficulty you get becoming a meditator, it's not going to be anything compared to the difficulty of navigating life without meditation as a tool. And let's do another myth that I think, well, I don't know if I'd call this a myth, but I say like the, some people think like mindfulness and meditation are the same thing. It's just a, uh, and they are not. So I do like to explain mindfulness uh, is actually where you are using the mind um, in a way to, let's call shift or manipulate the energy that you are, that everything is. Where meditation is not using the mind for similar result, by the way, um, and yet but you are, you are not there is no uh, visualizations, for example, in meditations. These are mindfulness exercises, mindful techniques, um, in some way, you could say they are. Uh, extremely similar to meditation, meditative, in fact, in their nature. Um, but it is two distinct things. So what we talk about here on this uh, podcast is meditation. And then I guess the other um, myth uh, that we've kind of touched on is that, you know, that you're going to, that you're when your personality shifts or if your personality shifts, uh if if that happens, that it's going to be that of a the demeanor of a monk of some sort and that you can sort of tell a person that's meditating because maybe they have this, like, calm uh, personality. Well, there is something you can tell about a meditator, but it isn't necessarily that. In fact, what happens is, if anything is, whatever your truest personality is or who you are at the essence of who you are will be very revealed. You'll be more of that and you'll be happy about it. Um, and so who knows where you'll go <laughs> once you become a meditator, but um, you'll just become more of your authentic self. If you are at heart a very calm, a monk like person and that is who you will be if you are not then you shall not